When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, 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 no one. No one gives you fatties like Skippy and Fish. Show me the money. Let's get it rolling. BetQL. Picking fatties. Hey, welcome back to the Pickin' Fatties podcast. It's uh, 4.43 in the afternoon on June 20th, 2023. Fish and Skip and Nick producing from D.C. Thanks for listening. Keep up the downloads. Subscribe. Spread the word. Skippy, happy belated Father's Day weekend. And um, all I did was... talk. uh, No, but we texted. We texted back and forth. We texted. Yeah. Man, just life gets crazy, man. Life gets too busy. Uh, but all I did I was... I went fishing. You went fishing. I just... I, all I did was watch the U.S. Open. And I, I'll tell you what. I am not a big fan of the U.S. Open being in prime time, being on the West Coast. When it was at Pebble Beach, I didn't love it. I certainly didn't love it at L.A. Country Club. Um, you know, when when the leaders aren't teeing off until 6.40 on Saturday night. Crazy. Six, Couldn't believe it. 6.40, and then they teed off at 5.30 Yeah, on Sunday. I mean, that's just too late for me, especially since I get up at 4, but I'm sure it's perfect for you. I uh, I went fishing, caught nothing. It was so, it was so crowded. Though. Dogs, kids. You can't fly fish with that activity. The fish were, they were everywhere too they were looking at there was four looking literally looking at me i could have caught them with my net they were smart they were smart fishies though they wouldn't come to but i tried i went to another spot i had one on but lost it i was a little salty but then uh came home it was gorgeous where we were there were seven miles back at, at 11 miles seven miles into the canyon basically to the dam up there which it's crazy beautiful up there mm-hmm. um came home saw that Fowler had already poo-pooed in his drawers. He was out. And then it was kind of a two man race. Saw Rory. Eh, unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, on 18, like you and I talked about, you can't have a 58 or 59 yard, uh, fairway. It's just, you know, what with fairway, you just can't have it. like that shot. Now maybe he meant to do, he called it a cut to me. It looked like a, just a crazy slice. He's if that's fifty yards wide, he's eight, he's three, four yards out of bounds. If it's the normal width, he's he's losing a minimum of a stroke, if not two. I mean, he's screwed. So his second shot was balls on, but it's it's typical. Fowler's too nice. He doesn't have the killer instinct. He just doesn't. He'll probably never win again as far as any majors. And McElroy just doesn't do what he needs to do in the clutch. I don't know what to tell you. He never does it. Well, he hasn't done it in eight years. I mean, he wins other tournaments, but yeah, you're right. In the majors, he um, he's had certain moments where he just doesn't. Uh, I think he he deemed it inefficiency, and 14 mm. on a par five with 125 yards and a gap wedge in your hand, you got to hit the green there. You know, I mean, he hit 59 out of 72 greens in the U.S. Open. Think about that. He only missed the green mm-hmm. 13 times. And he didn't win. And I mean, that's that's a crazy stat. But when you've got 125 yards in, that's a birdie hole. At minimum, it's a par hole. You can't get a six there. And he did. And um, 
you know, he he just didn't birdie the holes that were that were out there for him, and and Wyndham Clark did the shot that Clark hit on fourteen, the second shot on that par five, where he hit that two hundred eighty yard par th- uh, three wood. That was stupid, and I mean stupid good. That was an unbelievable yeah. shot. But you're right. I mean, it's hard to win, man. I mean, look out. <laughs> Look at how good some of those guys played on Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday, Sunday, like Shoffley. Shoffley shit the bed on the weekend. It's just a hard fucking tournament to win, especially when um, they trick the course up a little bit. Well, Fowler Fowler had more birdies than ever in the history. Think about that. You say that's McElroy hitting those greens. How about Fowler? More birdies than ever in the history of the tournament. And, and just fades away like five strokes. Five, he lost by four or five strokes. So mm-hmm. I thought that we clubbed the tournament early on because, again, they come out of the gate. You know, two guys are eight and nine and ten under, whatever they were, right out of the gate. Yeah, they 63, shot six, 60, yeah, they shot 62, 62. They were eight 63. under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of settled down after that. Like you said, it's hard to win. But that when you're a professional and you're considered one of the best in the world, like Rory has been or whatever, um, you can hit 69 out of 72 greens. When you have the shot that, like you said, when you have that shot from 125, that's a shot he should be able to hit in his sleep, which he can, and hit the green 100 out of 100 times if he's practicing. 100 out of 100. And so to not do it, and then you, and then he missed a few, you know, he was so close on a few putts, but that seems like that's where he is. And, you know, again, nice check, but – didn't win the big one. I don't know how many times he's going to come that close and not win it. But he doesn't we'll care out. about the checks anymore. That that's one thing he doesn't need. No. He, he doesn't need the money. Doesn't care about the money. He just wants to win. Right. We'll he see. Wants, how he, does. he wants fatties. He wants fatties. We'll see how he does at um, at the British Open. At um, I think the British Opens. Um, I think it's at Royal Liverpool, maybe. And at Hoy Lake, and um, he—I think he's won there before, so we'll see. But he, man, he's playing so well; it's just one or two or three holes. He only had one birdie. He birdied one on Sunday in the final round, one. And then he had right. the one bogey. He had all, all pars on sixteen of the other holes. Par, 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 par. And Wyndham Clark, to and 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 to his uh, credit, like you said, he's gone through some things in life. So, lost his mom back in twenty thirteen. Uh, now I will say this: He's won more money in a short amount. Of, like I think he's won now seven million dollars in two events that happened. It's funny he switches to Fowler's putter mm-hmm. and wins before Fowler does switching to his putter. Um, I thought he. Uh, I mean, again, like you said, I mean, you think you know, Kepka wins the Masters. We're like, uh oh, or PGA, whatever. Kepka won just before that. You're like, okay, he's going to make a run. Golf's just a. You played it. You you. You, you play it all the time. It's just a hard game to do every shot. And again, when you're in the pro term, it's not like when you play well and you're like, all right, I had every shot. It's like every shot is its own tournament. Like I think if all pro golfers had that mindset to where every shot is its own tournament. And, and again, I know they try, but it does, that's just the way the game is. Putts, shots, drivers, chips, everything. What do you sand, think? I mean, look, yeah, sand I'm, shots. Crazy. I know. What do you think of the, um, the galleries because it there were it wasn't a typical Weird. US Open where you've got Mm-mm. thousands of people, tens of thousands of people following the especially the big name golfers. On Sunday, Rory McElroy, I think he was walking up, he just teed off, maybe it was five or six, I can't remember what hole. And he's walking up the fairway and there's like a hundred people following him. <laughs> 
like what this is a major um but apparently they I scaled that, back they, they they held a bunch yeah. of the tickets just for the members and they were they were all in the tents and hospitality and um it wasn't mm-hmm. a typical u.s open uh gallery you know why would you do that in a golf major and say because that's typical la isn't it we're going to go to the tents and get hammered and do the drugs or whatever else they were doing instead of enjoying it. Like, like you said, and then at the end it was kind of weird because, and Ricky Fowler gave the look like, are these people going to keep coming? Like they all rushed the thing. And I, I, I would just say for LA, you should just, the next one's scheduled in 2039 and let's hope they move it from there. Cause the fans, it's like that in every sport. They're not well, great in college football. I mean, well, I think, I think not. 2027 is back at Pebble, and that'll be different. Well, that'll be different. Yeah. I Pebble's like better than By that. The way, Pebble, Pebble's better than that. Oh, Way Pebble better. destroys LA Country Club. Destroys it. Pummels it. The women's uh, U.S. Opens at uh, Pebble coming up in July. So that's, that'll be fun to watch. $20 million an acre is what that land sells for. Right there in the middle of Beverly course. Hills. Isn't that crazy? So they're sitting on about... billion or something. Hmm. Well, that's crazy. Just think about how crazy the crowds were the week before at the RBC RBC in Canada when they're rushing the green or running up and down the fairway. I mean, nuts. But that's, again, that's what golf gets. I mean, like I I used it, I I equated it. It might have been not been on, it might have been on the other show when I did it with those guys. JG and the edge. I like when the Super Bowl was in LA when the Rams won it. Right. I didn't, that, that, they didn't go nuts the whole, I mean, it was just like, you know, it's just, it's just kind of who they are there in LA. They're very chill. Yeah. It I mean, is. I think not a, a lot of a drugs. Great, it's not a great sports city. Miami's a not a great drugs. sports city. LA is not a great sports city. See, we're used to, you know, Ooh. Philly, New York, Boston, Chicago. Oh, we used to run the streets in Philly. Yeah. But they don't do that. Hey, boo. Hey, someone asked me today, um, I think it was Bickle on the show. He asked How to me, spell that? He asked me about you doing the show with um, JG and with Dougie. And I said, yeah, this is kind of new. I mean, he did the other, because you did the podcast, uh, Big Fat Winners with Dougie. But this is kind of new that you're kind of, they're filling in and your guys are doing extra shows in a, in, during the week. And I said, yeah, I mean, once football starts, I'll do some What more. are we supposed to do? Yeah, that's what right. I told him. I said, that's what they want to do. He was just surprised. Why was he clo- what was he surprised at that? He was surprised I wasn't doing them. Well, you're not you're not doing them because you don't want it. You're, you're not doing them. You're not doing them because you've been bumped for JG in the edge. So I hope people you're you're no, not no, doing they, them because no, there's nothing going on. Right. I yeah. just told him. I said, Yeah, I'm just doing a couple times a week. Tell Bickle that we have tell him to worry about his lacrosse show and don't worry about this show because we're going to keep doing shows because it's called putting out content. And that show, by the way, was cash money. So tell him that. Tell him that he should actually listen to it. I think that? he did. I think he loved it. Good. Good for now. Uh, I love him. Now I'm going to listen to his lacrosse show. If he listens to my show, I listen to lacrosse show. Oh no, he does it. Well, he does a show with his two buddies who are Marist parents, Marist lacrosse parents, right? And that's New York. I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't listened to it, but uh, it doesn't. That's what I say to them. Hey, Boo. hey. Can I just say um, that for the last few shows on the Junkies, we've been talking about the Bradley Beal trade. And just dumb. I, let's let's get into this. All right, but so hold on. Let me just it. say. Let me just say this before, because I know where you stand on it from a Phoenix Sun standpoint. But 
from a wizard standpoint, they had to do it. Okay. Oh no, I get it. This is a team that's been winning 30 to 35 games, you know, maybe 38, 39 games. They haven't won 50 games since 1978. Think about that. So <laughs> that's insane. The bullets. Right. We were eight years old. That's the last time they won 50. But no, West Unseld was clubbing, was getting hammered by the Sonics that year. Elvin Hayes, exactly. But they had hmm. to do it. Um because the contract was just an albatross. I mean, it was just, it's it, you know, it was handcuffed, the team was. Okay. But Phoenix didn't have to be the one that did it. That's correct. Not correct. Not, and I think it's, yeah. I think it's a, it's kind of a head scratcher from Phoenix's standpoint just because of who they already have. And they've got four max players now, 163 million wrapped up in four players for next year. Um, I don't know that mm-hmm. they, they may still try and move Aiton. We'll see. But just, if the if a game oh, get rid of your get rid of your only get rid of your only guy with any size so you can just be split look if they want to go back to the Westfall small ball days good luck against Denver and some other teams but they'll be entertaining to watch I get why the Wizards did it but when I heard what people are saying about the Suns and there's idiots that actually get paid for a living on TV and on the radio that are saying this I think this propels this what are they thinking like. The game didn't get longer. You only so okay. So instead of Durant scoring thirty eight and Booker scoring thirty two, now they're both going to score twenty four. And 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 what's it? Beal's going to Beal can't play defense. Right. He's not big. Well, Beal will have, a, he'll have eighteen. Ball. He'll have eighteen. Right. To twenty. And, okay. Woo. Yeah, I know. But here's the, here's my question: If it's one twenty two to one twenty, Denver's up. You know, uh, with 14, who's got the ball? Who takes the shot? Fourteen seconds right. left. All right, Vogel calls timeout. Who's who is he designing to play for? That's my point. Well, let's see. Durant, you've hit 10 shots and you're hot. Booker, that guy can't guard you, so we should give it to you. And Beal, you're a ball hog and like to just shoot it all the time, and you can score. So let me flip a coin. Exactly. And what do you do? So you give it to Durant. He misses it. And you know. So and then on top of that, if you do keep Aiden, so what is he now? Is he just the guy that stands there holding his Johnson and says, I'm going to get four points a game and 10? I mean, we're – He's not going to be excited to play in that system. He's never going to see the ball. No. And then the not. other complimentary play. I mean, it's 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 in look, we just saw it with Durant, Harden, and Irving. That how'd that work out? Real, real well, right? Would they make the playoffs once? Irving's thinking the world is still flat, and Harden was growing too busy growing his fucking beard, and they couldn't beat anyone. So that's a stupid thing that, and anyone that wants to, I wish this was a call-in show and some ass Jack would call in and, and argue with me over this one. You are wrong. It's a terrible trade for Phoenix. And of course they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be fun to watch during the regular season, but they're trying to win championships I, and they have zero shot with those three. I will say this though. Zero. I will say this. I, I think it's, it's kind of a misfit for Beal. I mean, cause you're going to have Booker, Durant, Aiton, maybe Beal, I don't know who's going to play point guard, Cameron Payne or whoever, whoever else they have. Right, Payne, but, probably Payne. But they didn't give up anything, really. I mean, losing, I C- it. losing CP3, that's not a big loss. He's 38. All right? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, a bunch of second-round picks, who cares, right? Um, so they, gotcha. didn't re- they didn't really give up a lot. Now they add – But that's not the point. I agree. I, they add a shooting guard, okay. which they already have. Now they got two shooting guards. Now one of those guys might have to Correct. bring the ball up. But I agree with you for the most part that it doesn't really fit. But they didn't really give up. It's not like they gave up a first round pick and a couple really good players. Yeah, but what, let me ask you this: as a, from a strategic standpoint, 
clearly during the regular season, okay? Because let's be honest, you can use in the NBA with the way the flow is, the athletes, this and that. I'm not talking about playoffs. So let's let's there's you got to separate two things. Regular season, they're going to be great. They're going to they're going to flow a little struggle a little bit early, maybe, but then they're going to get into their flow and they're going to score one. You're going to see 138, 145. That's great. Right. Then the playoffs start. Right. And then you say, okay, we got to go through this team. Okay, now you're going to meet the Nuggets or whoever, and you're like, okay, what was the problem against Denver this year? Denver was not stopped against them. They couldn't stop Jokic, who's or, only going to be better or Murray, next year, or Murray, Murray right. or the other four, five complimentary players. So Beal doesn't do anything to help Jokic, to stop Jokic. Mm-hmm. Clearly Durant and them, and, and I just don't know how that helps you for a playoff run. I, it's beautiful for the regular season. And again, anything can happen, injuries, and maybe they – but from just from the begin, before the season starts strategically – it's an asinine move, period. Because the, there's only one ball. Last I checked, one ball. And, you know, unless uh, maybe they just feel. And this owner, Ashiba, Matt Ashiba, I don't know. Maybe it just feels like I'll just put an all-star team out there, and I can score 130 a game and beat teams. But that's not the way it works in the playoffs usually. And here's the other thing: Beal's been hurt the last two years. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt again, but now he's starting to break down a little bit. He's played in the league for 10 years, and Booker missed 30 games. He was hurt. Durant missed right. a, Durant missed a bunch of games. He was hurt. So maybe they just they acquired Beal because they don't think that Booker and Durant can stay healthy, don't have the durability, and he's kind of like a plan B. I don't know. I, I don't get it. But, again, I can see why both teams did it, certainly from the Wizards' standpoint, but I don't think it's necessarily going to work for Phoenix. Is Phoenix the odds-on favorite now to win the championship over Denver? I gotta look at those. I odds. don't know if they're odds on, but they were seven to one, and it dropped to six fifty to one. So his, you know, he, he he they picked up a little juice with him. Again, I don't care what Vegas; they can make them whatever odds they want. Denver, if that team stays together and they stay healthy, they will be very hard to beat again next year. I'm just getting on to my. Here you go. All right. So on Fanduel to win the NBA championship, Denver is plus four sixty. Still the favorite. Phoenix is plus six fifty. Boston's plus five hundred. Bucks are plus five hundred. So, hey, anyone that bets Boston, you should take that five hundred first and just flush it down the toilet if you put money on them because they got they got nothing. They're going zippy with that coach. We'll see what unless happens. they can him and get a real coach. But apparently, he's coming back he's and coming he back. Yeah. he's he coaches. He, you and I could easily step into that and do the same stuff he does. Just kind of shake your head a little bit, look around when they're getting 30 to nothing runs on them, possibly call a timeout, and then in the huddle just draw up some caca for whoever. That's what he does. Well, I'll tell you no what. No strategy. <laughs> Poo-poo. Well, if, you're, if your best two players, Tatum and, and Brown, don't get along, and apparently they don't get well, along. Exactly. Right. I don't know what they're doing. Hey, uh, Three WNBA games tonight. I'll give you the teams or the matchups and the numbers, and then you can tell me your thoughts. Uh, Atlanta is in Dallas. Dallas lays three and a half, 158 on the money line. Totals 174. I love the, Minnesota. I love the total. Minnesota is in LA. Minnesota catching five and a hook. The Sparks are minus 250 on the money, 158 is the total. And then Connecticut laying eight and a half at Seattle. Big money line favorite. 
eight and a half is the number, and then one sixty one is the total. Any thoughts on those? Connecticut's the Connecticut's the only team all year to beat Vegas. Okay. Actually, hammered them, beat them by seventeen. The eight because Vegas is clearly the best team. Liberty's starting to play. It's just, it's the same teams I told you that'll be there. Connecticut is right, probably in the third spot and good. Yep. Um, Seattle, by the way, has lost five of six at home, and they're hosting tonight. So you, correct. I mean, Connecticut's got to they're fly not a all very the way over there, team. but I don't know how that works. I think I would take. I think I would take. Atlanta and Dallas to go monkey and get and hit that total. Dallas just got beat by 40 the other night, scored like 12 points in the second half. Atlanta does nothing but give up points. Right. It's a high-scoring game, but I can see that game getting into the 80s, and then anything's possible. Atlanta and Phoenix have given up the most points per game, 86.5. Both of those right. teams, 86.5. Dallas Correct. gives up a bunch too. But um, – yes. I saw Brianna Stewart for the Liberty became the first player in WNBA history to have 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 40 assists in her first 10 games. They're 7-3. and three. I love it. Um, she's having a bomb year. Uh, so I think I might so, – so hold on. So you like Connecticut, and then what was the other game you really liked? Yeah, Connecticut's just better. I mean, whether they cover nine, eight and a half is a lot. No, but I want to parlay but, something. I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw a Connecticut in a parlay, a money line parlay with one of the other two games. I would throw Connecticut in with the LA Sparks. LA Sparks, that's probably a good one. Let's see what that'll pay you. That's minus 135. All right. I like that. Roll it. Put that in there. Roll it. I heard a crazy. Do you know that Lyles for the Royals, think about what I'm about to say. Do you know that he's. I don't know. Did he get the loss last night? He was 0-11. Did he get the loss last night too? You're talking about Jordan Lyles, They correct? had the lead. Jordan Lyles yeah. for the Kansas City Royals was 0-11. Yeah. No, he, he didn't get the loss. He um, Okay. They lost he didn't get the win, obviously. He didn't get yeah. the win because okay. they're 0-15. They broke a record. They're 0-15 yep. in his start. It's crazy. They were up 4 nothing. And it's just crazy how bad they are. So it's 4-1 or something, and then it's 4-3. Next thing you know, and because I was just – I was telling someone the other day, is it – is he going to go oh You know, oh and 12 I, I don't know. I guess it's happened, but I just never – I mean, he was actually decent years ago. It's Jordan just – yeah, I agree. And he actually pitched pretty well in this game. He did. Yes. But, but he's – Bullpens. For the year. Bullpens are brutal. Yeah. For the year, 0-11, 6.80 RA. Whip is 1-3. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not pitching well, but I mean, no. I guess they, they got nothing else. I mean, it's Kansas City is 19-53. and 53. That's <laughs> insane how they're, bad that organization is. Like, they're, they're worse than, they're they're so worse many, than Oakland. Mm, there's so many bad teams in baseball. It's unbelievable on a given night. It's every night. And they're doo doo. It's crazy. You are one hundred percent correct. And there are certain teams. It's the weirdest year I've seen in a while. Like first, first of all, the National League stinks. Besides Atlanta, all right, the National League do. does stink. The the NL Central is bad. I mean, the fact that the Reds have won nine straight. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. They just swept Houston. Just swept, swept Houston. Beating in your boys, Houston. Beating your boys, the Rockies. Well, um, the Rockies are so, they are they are an abomination to baseball. They're terrible. Um, the Mets are obviously four games under five hundred. Philadelphia, yeah, crazy. Philadelphia starting to get hot now. They've won six straight, and now they're finally over five hundred. The Marlins have won. I mean, the Marlins have forty two wins. The National League stinks compared to the American League. 
It really does. Yes. You know what team is, you know what, this is the team that I feel like lets us down every year. We thought it again this year, and I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs, which is going to be a problem for them with all the young talent, is the Blue Jays. They just, that American League is brutal, and I don't know if the Blue Jays, first of all, I don't even know if they end up third or fourth in their own division because right now, I don't know that they catch Baltimore. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. they catch Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. I can't even believe how good they are. They came to me from nowhere, and like they're legit. And if this continues, it'll be the, one of the greatest stories ever. There's no chance anyone thought the Orioles were going to do anything this year. Well, they, I thought that they would be good. I didn't think they'd be 17 games over 500 in June. Good, you, but but they have a bunch of no names. I mean, it's like they're just a bunch of guys that are. I, I would agree with for I mean, the most part. I mean, but here's the thing: they've got two young stud players, I young know. studs, and that's and what matters: Rutschman and Henderson. Yes. But like kid, like Austin yes. Hayes is having an unbelievable year. I mean, yeah, uh, incredible. Every time he gets up with men on base, he gets he RBI. Now Mount Mount like Castle clockwork. Mount Castle's having some issues right now with Vertigo. That's kind of killing them right now because he's one of their best hitters. Terrible, so bad when you get Vertigo. I've had it before. It's just oh, I, I, I never get it. But if they can get Mount Castle back, when you get old, you get it. Yeah. Well, he's not old. Was he twenty seven? You know what it is? It's an inner ear thing. I'm surprised they haven't fixed him yet. So who knows how long he's going to be up. But you're right. For the most part, they don't have any household names, but they just, they're just they developing players. They've drafted well. They're developing their players. Their GM, Mike Elias, is legit. Their, Brandon Hyde's their manager, legit. Um, and they're just developing these young kids, and they're all fucking balling out. Yeah, they're good. You know what I mean? Um, who else? I was going to say Tampa's ridiculous. Obviously, the Yankees will end up being the Yankees. The Rangers have scored you know, 440 runs. Just to compare. The Rangers. The, just to compare. Astro. Think about this. Just Braves. to compare the the Braves are one of the best lineups in, in baseball, right? They The Rangers have scored 50 more runs than the Atlanta Braves. That's how good their lineup is. It's crazy. Is. Yeah. I love it. But the fact that you're right, I mean, the Reds have won nine straight. The Marlins have won five straight. The Braves have won six straight. The Braves and Phillies are playing uh, to open up a series starting tonight. They both won six straight. The Giants, look at the Giants lineup. I don't know how they're winning games. It's unbelievable. But they don't have, they don't have anybody. I mean, they don't, they're not stacked, but they're just winning games. First time, eight straight. First time since 2012 they've beaten the Dodgers three straight. Or swept incredible, them. great pitching, great yeah. starting pitching, um, but like the AL Central leader is under five hundred. The Twins, oh. there's nobody in the Central has a winning record. Nobody. It's- See, that's what I mean with baseball. It's like, and it's such a long, and I we're we're barely, we're not even halfway there yet. And maybe we'll get there soon. Whatever. I think we're halfway there soon, but it's just like. I just don't buy baseball so long. Like we're saying this today and sometime in July, we'll be like, well, this team's on fire. And then by August. And, and again, you get into the playoffs. I don't care if it is the twins and they end up under 500 and they win it. They get hot at the right time. We saw it with Florida and, and hockey, the nine day layoff killed them obviously, but they were an eight seat. Right. Go to the show. Yep. Beat Boston, the greatest regular season ever. So baseball is kind of the same. Football is the only sport. Like I said, basketball, maybe, but football for sure. It's not about we get hot late. It's just about, you know, it's just different. 
because there's just less games and it's just it's just different. I mean, I know the Giants got hot late twice to win it as wild cards at least one of those times, but and we haven't even football. Talked about it's the just Padres. like last year. Oh, they're an abomination too. Yep, awful losing record, and it's not like we're thirty games in the season. We're seventy-five games into the season. That's what I mean. Yeah. Seventy-five, and they're your team, and they'll make a little run. That at some point, you're going to tell me, like I said, well, the Padres have won fifteen of seventeen, but. I don't know. Does it even matter? I don't think in the playoffs, the Padres are all that money makes a hill of beans with being clutch at the plate. I just don't like their lineup for being, you know, when it gets to playoff time, I just think they're big swingers. They're all trying to hit bombs. At least three or four of their big players are that can't, I mean, I guess you get hot, but usually in the playoffs, it's the teams that, you know, like last year who won it last year, the Astros again. Yep. Yeah, they win, it, they win it every other year. I mean, they'll, they'll do it again this year. Why? They'll get hot, and you're like, what? Well, they're a little different this year. I mean. They are. Al- they are. This is the worst team they've had in a while. Alvarez is now her out four weeks. Their pitching's right. struggling. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a little different. Yeah. They're they're different. Before we get out of here, how about Luis Sarayas, who's second baseman for the Marlins, who won a batting title last year with the Twins, all right? And he had a – Another five-hit game. He's got three five-hit games, five for five in the month of June. Three of them. Think about that. He's hitting 400. We're 70. It's not. Hold on. How many games? We are 67 games in. The Twins are, or the uh, Marlins are 67 games in, and he's hitting 400. That's unbelievable. He's got a you know what he should do? Him. He should just sit out the rest of the year, and then he's the only man. That, well, I mean. But he hits 400. I don't know. Well, would, that, would that even qualify for a batting title? I don't even know if it would. Probably not. Probably not. That's too bad, though. I mean, someone's got to break some of these records. Like, well, no one's no. ever going to break 56 ever either. That just won't happen. No one's going to get 57 games in a row. No. No no chance. Well, I think that's a felonious record then, because I don't know that DiMaggio would do that today. Um, he probably wouldn't, but that's not, you know, that's well, then, the history then of that's sports. Kaka. That's the history uh, of I'm going to give it to him, but I'm going to – because I think maybe you or I could back in the day could have gotten 56 in a row. Seriously. Against those poopies that we're throwing back then? Come on. 56 still freaking impressive, even back in the 50s. I know. Come it's on. crazy. It's crazy. The closest I ever saw someone come, I think it was Molitor when he was with – I'm trying – was he with the Brewers at that point or the Twins? I can't remember, but he had like 42, 43, and then – which was which was crazy. Well, I think – well, right. remember George Brett went hit three ninety, and what was that? Nineteen eighty. Was that nineteen eighty one or eighty? Nineteen. It's impossible maybe? to hit four hundred too, really. To, if you think of it, you just get so many plate appearances, and you're facing a different pitcher almost every other at bat in the major leagues now. It's crazy. I don't know. It's just nuts that Arias um, has had three five hit games in the month of June. I mean, oh, it's not. He's got. Do you think people would think about care? This. He, he, I mean, he's played about. Let's see. I'm just counting. I'm wondering. He's played about 17 games in June. He's 30 for 66. He's hitting 455 in the month of June. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that's. And 400 for the year. But um, I just wanted to throw. I mean, that you hit. When you were young, you hit 600 against Skippy with three bombs. Two of them put in the creek, which is ridiculous that you hit it in a creek, but oh, that's what happened. You're giving me props. I like it. 
I don't remember. Well, that. I remember. I remember. Like just, I was just picturing me throwing you the ball, like throwing that softball I threw, like yeah. a meatball. Yeah. And you actually just hammering it and hitting it. Because remember the library field, you, there was a creek behind it. If you hit it far enough, it's going to go in the creek. If you hit it, did the creek go all the way around the field or just right center? No, it was it was right and right center, and you hit it to right center, and, and it rolled I think into I was the creek. No, you hammered it and just yeah. and then and then we came back and the guy called me out or called me safe, but then he said out and it right. was the most felony. Well, he signaled, Andre Green he signaled safe and yeah. went out. Right, because I stole home against one of you your pictures and the, and he signals he signals safe and calls me out. The place went nuts. He almost got killed, but it, it's fine. Well, he was the father of one of our players, so of course he. Uh, yeah, was Andre the Green. Yeah. Uh, Andre. Was it, wasn't no, it green? Wasn't it green? It was Andre something else. It wasn't green. I mean, he was he was the biggest kid ever, by the way. He was a big that kid. He was a big fucker. Yeah, he could. I hit played too. against him again in John Carroll, and he was a monster there. And of course, we just beat the piss out of him and his team. But I, he, I think he got he drafted. I think he got drafted. He did. He God, did. God, what was his last? He hit thing? one off. He hit it so far off us at now we were the best team clearly in the area, but he hit that ball like. Because I was center fielder and John Carroll, I think they didn't have a fence. He hit it so far over my head, like it was yeah. laughable. I think he hit it six hundred feet, something crazy. He got drafted. But mm-hmm. I can't remember by who. He, did. he didn't do any. He didn't. He didn't last. But he did. No, he did. He did. By the way, my buddy Kenny Wood, his son James Wood, yeah. is a prospect for the Nats. He's playing in Double A right now. He was. He told me that. Yeah. yeah. He has been so good. He's gonna. He's probably not gonna get elevated to the bigs this year he'll go to triple a probably this year but next year james wood cash money he's got a shot at making the big he's only freaking 20 years old i think but just keep an eye out for him he's six seven runs so fluid he's fast he's got a great bat he's just gonna be money james wood just remember that name remember i told you I love it. All right, let's J-W. get out of here. 3626. I like it. Let's get out of here. Um, we'll be back later in the week. And uh, bang your bookies, people. Just bang them out pretty hard. Bang your bookie. Do Bang your bookie. Do what I did last night and do wonderful things to the kitten and pound that as well. And we will see you probably Thursday or Friday. Beep. 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 What's up? It's Skippy. You've been listening to BetQL Picking Fatties. If you like what you hear from Bish and myself, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a rating. And you want to keep coming back every day because we have new episodes being released seven days a week. And we're giving out 